What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into another edition of Near Falls with D Hall, a wrestling podcast. Joining me today, none other than Burrow alum, four time Whitefield champ, four time Southwest regional champ, two time state champ, and a bunch of junior state championships we're going to talk about. Joe Macaire, how are you, sir? Good, man. Thanks for having me. How's everything going today? I'm doing good, man. So pumped up to have you on. Thank you so much for driving across the city through yeah. a couple tunnels. Um, from Burrow, PA. I know it's a bit of a drive. I've made that drive over to Kaz. Kaz, we're going to talk about you, I'm sure, a few times tonight. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming out and uh, just sitting out and bullshitting a little Yeah, thanks for the invite. It's good to be here. Looking forward to it. <laughs> me too, me too. All right, brother. Let's get right into it. Wrestling show, right? So, first wrestling memory. Do you have one? I've talked to a bunch of different guys over the course of the podcast. Some guys don't have a specific memory. Some guys do. What's yours? can never really remember starting out in the practice room or anything like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, but uh, I remember first trophy, I think, Plum First Year Tournament. Nice. The uh, the little marble base with the guys just standing there, I remember uh, I remember that, and I still actually, I still have it in the living room. Uh, At your house? Yeah, today. I still well, got it. I kept it over all the years. My dad used to write on the bottom of all of them, you know, our name, in the year, age, weight class. Yeah. You know, I think 1991, it might have been 40 or, I think it was 40 pounds, six years old, 40 91. Pounds. 91, I, I think it was, yeah. So, uh, is that, so obviously you got your start, you, mm-hmm. you started off very young. Um, was that something your dad instilled in you? Like, was your dad a wrestler? Like, or is it like something he kind of just found and you just went into the wrestling room? So he did. He met a wrestler a couple of years. Mm. No good at all. Gotcha. <laughs> so gotcha. who knows where it came from? But it, it started from a, a letter from school. Mm. I think it was first grade. We we this letter came around. You know, bro okay. wrestling, and uh, a couple of my friends. We just decided, hey, we're gonna do this. So uh, you know, we signed up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, halfway through the first year, I hated it. <laughs> I wanted to quit. <laughs> really? But, yeah. Did I? You know, I don't know why or what, but I, my dad told me a story. He goes. You know, you came to me and you said you wanted to be done. And, you know, he said that, uh, you know, we're not going to quit anything. You know, we, right. we want to be done when you finish the season. You go go to the, the three practices a week, do the couple of tournaments we have. And then at the end of the season, you could be done if you don't like it. So finish the season. Uh, what next the following year, I brought the yeah. same letter home. And I said, Dad, I want to wrestle. And he goes, we had this conversation last <laughs> year. You know, if you sign up, we're going to do the whole year. And I, I think the second year, is it, it clicked. And, you know, I don't think I ever tried to quit again. Right, so uh, one of the things I touched on when I opened is you won a, a boatload of, of uh, junior state championships. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of those things. Yeah, it did way back in the day. Right, way back yeah. in the day. Um, do you remember like all of them? Do you remember the first one? Do you remember like what 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 went into all that? Because I look on the list, my man. It's like you, Nico Cortese, like Kerry yeah. Colat, like. Yeah. You're in some elite company, you know, elite company when it comes to, uh, you know, junior state championships. Yeah, I mean, why does anyone play a sport? You know, they play to win. You know, right. and that's just, you know, I guess from a young age. I mean, I got it. I guess I was pretty natural at it. But uh, you know, it's it's wrestling. It's still tough. You know, I know there was uh, throw an old name out here, Carlington guy, Josh Valentine. Man, oh. I, <laughs> I could not, I could not beat him Josh when I was younger. Valentine. You know, I love for the, that. We were the same, you know, age and weight there for yeah. a while. I could not beat him. I think 
my first area finals was against him and he beat me to go to States. My dad took me to, it was Erie. We went to Erie. He said, I'll take you to States one time. Uh, from now on, you got to earn it. Yeah. And, uh, I beat everybody in the bracket. There was right. eight areas, so there was eight kids, because they only took one back in the day. It was 10 and under, 45 pounds. Okay, so back in the day, it was eight yeah. areas, you only took one. I only took one, yeah. Wow. 13 and 14 took two. Wow. So, yeah, it was one. So there, you know, Was we, it area seven back in the day, like yeah, it is now? Yeah, it was okay. area seven. So we went up, and I beat everyone from every area throughout the season, right. except Josh Valentine. Except I, Josh he, Valentine. I could not get him, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Josh yeah. Valentine, shout out. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so, okay. So, I mean, like we said, you won a bunch of these things. Yeah. When did it click for you? Or like, I'm pretty good at this stuff. Like, uh, like, you know, you're winning all these titles. Does it, does it register in your brain or is it on to the next thing? I don't know if it really registered at the time. I mean, like I said, you, you, you no one goes out to wrestle or play any sport to lose. So mm -hmm. I mean, you always want to win, but you know, it's just kind of became, I guess, expected a little bit, you know? Right. So, but it, I mean, it was fun. You know, and uh, I always looked forward to the postseason. I always felt, even when I was younger and, and in high school, I, I always felt like I wrestled my best at the end of the season. I love that. Um, okay, so we're going to table that little topic. I want to talk about that a lot more. <laughs> um, so what I really want to get into next is the Burrow program. Right. Uh, growing up in that program, you're a Burrow boy through and through. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just doing my research over the course of this weekend, ready for this podcast, getting ready for this interview. You guys were really kind of the start of the run that what is today. I mean, yeah. you know, it goes from your group, uh, you know, my group that was in high school, like Travis McKillop. In between there was the Beatty brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, Landowski was in there. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much rich history with the Burl Bucks. Yeah. What was it like to be a part of that program? You know, it's funny. You said back when it started, you know, I think 1997, I think we won a Whipfield title. And, you know, Joel Delorier was our was our, was our our stud. He was a state champ that year. And then after that, the program kind of, it just kind of died a little bit, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, nine guys on the team. My, my freshman year, we had nine guys on the team. So we were, we were 13 weight classes at the time. So we were four fit and four weights. Yeah. So, you know, I remember... Our team back when I was in seventh, eighth grade, they were traveling to like West Green to wrestle four matches. Wow! So it was a it was like a rocky time after that, and then you know ninety nine two thousand rolled around, and you had like the Spears, Wiles, myself, the Shieldses. You know, we're all coming up through, and that's when the the program started to get numbers. Yeah. And then, so did yeah. you guys like kind of all travel around together? Oh, was from it? from when, when time we were in first grade, right? Yeah. I mean, we went we went everywhere together. Yeah. You know, from Anywhere in the state, we were all always together. That's what I feel like. I've talked to a bunch of like, like I talked to Ethan Headley, like he was one mm -hmm. of my first uh, interviews, and he talked about that group that he had in Waynesburg, yeah. and it's just like you kind of just all morph together, and, yeah. and you just travel all around. Yep. Um, and and you see that a lot, right? You're you're a ref. We're gonna get into that a bunch, but you see, and it's a lot of times it's like two, three, four guys in a row, yep. or a couple guys in a row. Um, mm -hmm. What can be said for just kind of having tough training partners that, that especially in, in the youth years, right? I mean that I mean that that makes it you know, we don't have to we didn't have to travel a mm. lot of different places. Clubs weren't really big back in mm. the day. You know, you, you had a couple small ones but nothing major. But I mean, you know, your practice partners are, you know, we were with them all week, all weekend, you know, so they, they made each other you know, you made each other. For sure. So you get into high school. Um, you know, you win state, cha you know, six state championships. How did you stay hungry to kind of say like, 
freshman year, sophomore year, you know, like I got to stay hungry. I, you know, even though I won all this, that doesn't yeah. mean necessarily anything as you get into high school. Well, you know, the goal always was to, you know, high school state champ, you know, high school state champ. So even even though when you're wrestling younger, it was just stepping stones to right. to get to there. And it was all basically trained for, for high school, you know, to, to be the, you know, the next Pearl State champ. You know, mm-hmm. Joel was our first in 97. And, you know, it was it was important to get that next one. You know, everyone felt like, oh, when's, when are we going to have another one, you know? Yeah. So, you know, just that drive and desire to win, you know, you didn't want to. You know, you do all these lofty things, but yeah, it's elementary, you know, can they do it in high school, you know, when it kind of means something, you know, so. Yeah, for it, sure. You know, it it definitely you keeps you hungry and motivated. And then uh, taking second as a freshman, you know, that that's where it kicked in, man. That was probably one of the worst feelings ever. Losing yeah, as a talk about, so like, yeah, everyone has that moment, like, you know, they're like, they got that pit in that stomach. It's like never, ever, ever again a moment to let that happen. Was yeah. that yours? Yeah, that was, you know, that was, we, we always, I talked about it eight inches. And that was the, from second place to first place, the the podium height. I always called it the, the eight inches. You, know, you got to get the next eight inches. I love that. You know, and I, I had, a, I put a picture up in my room of, of the podium with me in second place. I had to look at it every day. And that's yeah. just like, you know, you never, you never, never want to fill that eight inches again. So, so did that fuel you ultimately to where you got like your junior year, junior year, you win the state championship. Talk about that run. Like how did it have been special to finally get to that mountaintop after two years of grinding? Yeah. The, the next year I took fourth as a, as a sophomore mm-hmm. and felt like a, uh, a wasted season actually, honestly, you know, yeah. you, you make the state finals, you're in the parade of champs. So then the next year you're sitting in the bleachers watching it. It was probably Tough to swallow. Yeah, the, probably the second worst feeling is not being in the finals. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. And then the junior year, I, I honestly, man, the season was up and down. You know, I lost I think six times during the year. That's not regular for you. No. One forty and eighteen, I believe. You're eighteen right? or nineteen or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you know, yeah. six times that's like a third of your losses all in one year. That's yeah. a lot, especially coming in your junior. Year. Yeah, it was up and down. I don't know if it was right weight class, wrong weight class, not yeah. the right mindset. I wrestled terrible every year around Christmas time. I don't know. I guess I just wanted the time off or whatever. But <laughs> if you go back and look, a majority of my losses yeah. are, are that Christmas to New Year's time. Yeah. But yeah, I just, uh, you know, you hit Christmas and you take a couple losses. You lose, you know, four times in, in three or four weeks. And you're mm-hmm. like, I think I asked my coach, I said, should I just be done? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's going on? Did I, right. lose, it? Did I lose it or something? Right. But you know, you know, you get back in the room and you, and you practice and you, you get a good game plan together and then, you know, you hit the stride into the, the second part of the season and then mm-hmm. where, it, you know, the wins and losses really matter, you know? Yeah, man. Talk about like, and, and we touched a little bit on it earlier, but like talk about what, what that, that second part of the season, man, the, the late, the late February into March, yeah. it's a different world, especially here. I mean, I feel like in the Whippeo, and we're going to talk about that a bunch, is the Whippeo is how right. ridiculously tough that is, but you have to be on a different level to get to, even to the state tournament here. Yeah, I mean, it's a grind. I mean, it it's one of the, it's if not the toughest district in the state, in the toughest wrestling state in the country. I mean, you got a ton of tough wrestlers, and you know, that, that postseason comes, and it's just, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be... You know, if you wrestled the postseason, you know, five different times, you know, you, you could get five different winners each time. It just depends on who's on their game. Right. You know, who's at the top physically, but also, you know, mentally, because it, yeah. it could be a, a big mental grind. All right. Junior year. Yeah. You get your first state title. Right. Talk about that. I mean, 
you're so used to winning, right? We talked we, we talked about it a bunch. You, you won all through you know, your youth career. You, right. You had to kind of taste that defeat a little bit before you get to yeah. the top of a mountain again, right? Uh, yeah. What was that like? I don't. It was like a I don't know, like a weight lifted off your shoulder. Like you know, you you always expected to win, but until you do it, you know, it's like yeah. you know, sometimes you doubt yourself. Like, can you really do it? Yeah. You know, but uh, it was just you know one of the best feelings ever you know it's competing wise you know yeah besides having some kids and whatnot like you know that, that, right. that's of one course. of those feelings up there that you know like you you work from the time you were first grade mm-hmm. you set this goal and then to finally get it you know however many years later you know 10 years later you know it it, it was it was a lot you know yeah for sure and, and to come back to kind of the borough program who are some of those guys that you leaned on that that year that that push you to to that state yeah, there were four we made we we qualified i think four guys for states that year and i yep. think it might have been the most girls ever qualified in one year okay but like you said around the, the same weight so i was 119 nick spear was 125 cole spear was 130 jared yeah. chills 130 jared chills was 140 yeah so we had you know three we had four guys in five weights that's and all four of us made it to, to states that year so that was kind of like the start of Burl throwing out, you know, mm-hmm. multiple state uh, qualifiers every year in the in the state place winners every year. Love that. Okay, so you finish, you take up, you take first your junior year, going into your junior year summer. Mm-hmm. How did you stay hungry going into the following year? I mean, you, you finally get the job done. It's like you're top of the mountain, but like mm-hmm. everyone I talked to, Ty, Ty Waters, obviously, right. I'm very close with him. Talked to him that. I, I, one of my favorite stories, this house that we're in right now, I was like in the process of ripping it and cleaning it. Mm-hmm. Literally, it was like a week after he wins his state championship. Right. I see him sprinting up the hill and right. doing laps. Like the, just that mental lock that you have to have to mm-hmm. get to that next one. Yeah. How did you get over that? Well, we go, we always go right into freestyle Greco. I did that all okay. summer. But, you know, I always said like, not, not that anyone could win a state title, but like, you know, you win a state title, but what can, what do you do next? Right. You know, how many people win a state title and then, you know. Then they're they, game planning for you, right? Right. They know you what know, you're going to bring. You know, every time you go out and you wrestle, you know, you have that target on your back. You're the mm. state champ, you know. You're going to get everyone's best, you know, every match. So, you know, my big thing was, is, you know, how do you follow that up? You know, because if I, I always felt that, you know, if I didn't win, then everyone would be like, oh, see, you know. Uh, he won. He won. Couldn't couldn't do it again. You know, maybe maybe he got lucky. You yeah. know, that my big thing was I wanted to I wanted to repeat. That was you know I wanted to repeat. And I wanted to do it the same way. Is what I really yeah. wanted to do. I said that one nineteen was my weight. I wanted to stay one nineteen, and I wanted was to, that a cut, my friend? I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I was gonna I say cut, <laughs> I cut so much. I I think it was like Christmas at Power, and I told co- my coach I said. We're in the midst of this team thing, you know. Right. We had a chance. Yeah, yeah. We ended up making the Whippeo Finals my senior year. I said I'll do it for the team, but when the team's done, like I got to go up to twenty five. <laughs> like I just, I'm more worried about making weight than, than working out right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I had to, I had to bump. I decided to bump up. <laughs> so was that before like the weight certification days? And- you had to make half your weights. You had to weigh in at half your weights of what you went postseason. Okay. So we had to keep track, and you know, what if you got snowed out? Match right. got canceled, didn't get rescheduled, you know. So we were counting every weigh-in, every match where you needed to be, you know, you need to make sure you had half of the weigh-ins at, at your postseason weight. Right. 
And this was this was before all the time with the internet and everything where you could right. see where everyone was at. If I'd have stayed at 119, that was the year you had Jake Strayer, returning state champ, that was at 119. That was mm-hmm. Garrett Scott from Juniata Valley's first year as a freshman that he ended up winning. Myself and uh, Brandon Reese were all, yeah. all at 119, and then we all ended up spreading out. So it was the same way. We had this kind of, we, we talked a little bit about as we're getting building up to this. It was Whitfields and uh, South Southwest Southwest Regionals. Mm-hmm. Same thing as it is today, right? Yeah. So you won four we had a of section. those. We had a section. So you won four of those. Yeah. Was that like the same area, like the Bedford area, like yep. the District Five and District yeah. Six? Yeah. That's a that little group of area, man. I yeah. I tell people I'm like that Southwest Regional for Double A is no joke. It's a big region. Look at it on the map here. When you're driving yes. to Hershey, you know Mount Union's in in, a, in Double A. They're, they're in the southwest region. That's pretty much halfway to Hershey. Like you know, two and a half hours almost, It's right? a massive region. You go all the way down to the bottom of the state. Yeah. And, you know, Bedford, Chestnut Ridge, you know, North Star, Westmont Hilltop. A lot of farm boys. Yes. A lot of tough people, you know. I mean, yeah. that, that, that Johnstown region. You, know, you yeah. see all the guys that go to UPJ and all that, yep. you know. Yep. Those guys all are out that way. Yeah, for sure. So, talk about uh, winning your second one. How hard was it? I mean, like, what was it like to win that? Uh, I mean, it, it's, you know, that was, you know, winning the second one. I don't know what was better, the first or the second. Right, right. But, you know, you, I had a good run through uh, through Whippeals, you know, into regions. And, and at regions, I was going for my fourth regional title. And I end up meeting uh, Tom Brainley from Everett in the finals. And he's going for his third regional title. So, nice. like, it was this big marquee matchup, you right. know. And, uh I knew, you know, and never doubted myself in that. You know, I, I knew I would win that match, but I mean, it was still, you know, this guy's, you know, going for his third regional title, been the States, you know, three years. Right, so not to like, like cut you off, but like, yeah. you talk about like, you knew who this guy was, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You kind of grew up in the age before, we talked about it when we were eating dinner. Yeah. You kind of grew up in the age before the internet, before right. what was going on. It was, uh, you know, whippyourwrestling.net and Mr. Blazers, right? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, you, yep. you guys had rankings. You're like, oh my God, we got rankings. in a form. And <laughs> right. you never knew who was talking, who was saying what, you know? So is that where you found this 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 guy or you knew who no, he was? No, I mean, just from being out that way, you mm-hmm. know, um, I wrestled Sal Scary from North Star. Gotcha. I wrestled him regional finals my junior year, uh-huh. you know, and we, we, we were friends. So it was, that's how it was, right? You kind of yeah. bullshitted with each other. And, and he know? was out that way. I ended up wrestling him in the regional semifinals. He mm-hmm. had one loss in the year. It was to Bramley the weekend before. Bramley was undefeated. I think I came in with, with two or three losses. Right. So, you yeah. know, we, we had, but we've wrestled each other, you know, from the time we were little, me and Sal. Yeah. Never got to wrestle Tom, but I got to wrestle him there, you know. But cool. I, I just had confidence in, in the abilities in my feet. And I, I was cool. so good neutral. And I knew... I knew if I got the first takedown, I was going to win the match. What was that stat? Like eighty percent of the time, you get the first takedown. I just for the most, I'd say mine was even higher than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, if I if I took you down right off the bat, that was it. I probably won the match. Love that. Yeah, yeah. So I went out. I got that first takedown. I knew. I just you know that confidence mm-hmm. just goes through the roof, and you know you get that first points, and it sets over. You know, for sure, for sure. So you go out, you win two state championships. You're a decorated junior uh, college re- or junior wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, why UPJ? Uh, the original plan was to go to Pitt. Uh, okay. Big fan of Sonny Abe. Came gotcha. in, recruited me, wanted to go wrestle for him. Were you part of the uh, Angry Fish crew? I was not. Okay. Bones Wrestling. Bones Wrestling. Steve and Sandy, yes. Okay. okay. That's where I started. So we 
we competed with Bones, or we competed, Bones with competed Angry with Fish. Angry Fish, yeah. Okay. But um, the original plan was, you know, Sonny came in. Yeah. And I liked Sonny a lot, but from the time I said I was going to go to Pitt to the time it was signing time, he moved on. Ah, and then it okay. was kind of like, you know, it was just, you know, do I want to go there or whatnot? So mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to stay close. I couldn't, I couldn't really go away. It wasn't, wasn't my thing. Had to stay close. I got you. So, you know, kicked the idea around and decided, you know, I thought, you know, UPJ would be best for me. Right. So you end up at UPJ. Yeah. Um, legendary coach Papakora. Mm-hmm. Give me your favorite Papakora story. Oh, jeez. I don't know if there, you know, there's so many. You know, I'm hitting you, you off the wall on this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, right yeah. Now. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just because, you know, being coached with, by Coach Como, you know, you just hear so many right. stories from him and then getting in that room and then, like, seeing how he works the room. You know, you, you, know, you, you picture Coach Como in the room, how, right. he, how he coaches, and then, you know, this was the guy that taught him, you know. Right. So it, it was just, you know, it was different, you know, the college level, college coaching. You know, pulling guys from, you know, you really don't know, you know, just all working out and, you know, how he ran his practice and, you know, hearing that, that voice from wherever <laughs> it was, you know, you, you know, he's always watching. You it's know. so funny, man, because I, I, so now it's new age, right? Like right. I, I have all these guys that I follow in college, you know, mm-hmm. Wesley Ridge, had time at Geary. Right. Uh, they always, the last three or four years they've started UPJ West Lib mm-hmm. and it's either been there or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. always on, on stream. So I'll pull right. it up. And he's losing it, right? He's yelling, and my wife's like, whose voice is that? I'm right. like, that's Coach Pecora. He's kind of right. known for that. You right. know, his voice is a little scratchy. Right. But, yeah, it's definitely, you know, he's uh, – but every single person I've had on that, that talk to him, they just say he's just just kind of like an aura figure, just like right. a legendary figure, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you hear the stories, it's kind of like walking in, you're, you know, what are you getting into? You know, you, mm. know, you don't really know until you experience it for yourself. Mm. So talk about your time at UPJ. Obviously, not as successful as your high school career no. and your youth career. You kind of got banged up with injuries. But talk about that. Yeah, I think the injury bug, you know, stayed away from me throughout elementary and junior high and high school, and kind of caught up with me there. You know, I yeah. went there the first year. Um, they had a 125 starter. Plan was to, you know, redshirt, you know, and get out at the second year. But you know, even through the first year. Ran into some health issues with yeah. some staff infections and whatnot, and really didn't have a lot that that season. And then coming into the retro freshman year, you know, planning on you know starting at 133, and then I think it was the week before the season started, I ended up tearing my bicep off my shoulder. And how did that happen? Just practicing, you know, yeah. wear and tear. Uh, when the doctor looked at it, he goes, I'm surprised it took you this long to be in here. I guess it was just wear and tear over oh, the wow. years. So it wasn't it like just, a specific incident? No, it just kind of, like you said, wear and tear. And it mm. just, it was its time and it, it went and it was about an 18-month recovery. You know, you're two years already in the, oh. the college, another, you know, year and a half. And 21, you, 22, 23 Are you really going right? to come and be ready to go the back half of the season when everyone's been wrestling all summer and just starting and... You know, from there, you know, made the decision that, you know what, it was time to hang them up. And, you know, I left UPJ and transferred down to main campus and just mm-hmm. uh, concentrated on school. How hard was that? You know, you, you look back and you think, you know, with an injury, there, there wasn't any like, you know, it wasn't like a debate where you, you're you're getting older and it's you know the younger guys are starting to catch up and beat you. Mm-hmm. It was just like you just couldn't do it anymore. You just done. You know, even now to roll around like I can't. You know, the shoulder just doesn't. Right, right, it, it right. Can't you know? Even as much as you wanted to, you can't. 
you right. know and I think that's why I got into coaching you had some brothers on the team you know Burl was in the middle of their run yeah. the, the beginning half of their run and that kind of you know that competitiveness just kind of went into coaching and I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of helping those guys my man you're doing a professional segue for me I love that so let's move right <laughs> into your right into your coaching side of things right yeah you talk about your brothers how fun was it to watch your brothers just kind of go out there and dominate it was very tough <laughs> you know when you wrestle you know you're in control of things it was but watching your brothers you know I, I got more you. nervous for them you know because you want the best you. for them and you know you're trying to tell them and they're looking at you going Dude, leave me alone like let me go like I, I can wrestle like let me go you know so you, you got more nervous watching them and, and whatnot but it, it was fun to watch them all compete and you know, placing its states and, and their teams were winning Whippeal titles. And then, you know, the two younger ones ended up being on the state championship team in, in 08, I think it was. Yeah. And, you know, I was a big part of, you know, Como and Isaac, Greeley, you know, putting the lineups together and, and coaching and just game planning. And it was just, it was an awesome run to... I see goosebumps on your own. Yeah, it was, that it was, was a lot of fun, huh? It was, you know, it was a lot of fun. And, and even a couple years before they won, you know, they took fourth a year, yeah. they took third a year. I think 05, they lost the first match at Team States, and then they rattled off six in a row, ended up beating a Mount Pleasant team that beat them in, in the Whippeal Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think it was Quincy Semis that wrestled on Brandywine Heights, and they're down they're down 10, 10 points, I think, and with three matches left. And I think Brandywine had two two guys ranked in the top eight in the state. Yeah. And we had to win all the matches, you know, and, you know, Josh Shields, Gina Lanzino, and my brother Jason. You know, they put the hammer down. You know, they think Josh got a pin. Gina went out and got a hard-fought win. And then yeah. my brother, big head and arm guy. Ask Rob Walker about the, <laughs> the head and arm. You're talking about having him on. I, Rob, Rob and my brother might have had. He might have had a headlock in there for for him at one point. I'm not sure. That. I think so. But he caught this. He was ranked like sixth or seventh in the yeah. state in a, in a head and arm, and and he tossed into his back and, and pinned him. And, and Burrow ended up winning that match to get him for third and fourth. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of good times. With yeah, that, man. That Burrow team, man. We've talked about him a bunch, but like, so they continue to just move on, move forward. Mm -hmm. I've had Josh Shields on, and he's one of my favorite people. Every time I have him on, either I had him on in long form, but then I've had him on every year for the coaches preview. Um, how proud are you that he's leading the Burrow program? I feel like he like is Burrow in a person, right? right? That's you know, I have a I have two young kids now. I've just had a son, just turned one, and. You know, we always joke about, you know, are you going to get back into coaching or what? And I said, no, man, I, w I don't want no parts of it. <laughs> as long as someone like a Josh Shields is is coaching the program, it's a good hands, man. I mean, yeah. he, he grew up in that program, all th you know, him and his two brothers, yep. you know, went to Mercyhurst with, with a good program there, you know, very successful national champ, runner up, yep. I think a fourth place. And he comes back and he's coaching. Well, who else would you want? It's kind you of know? hard to argue, my friend. You know, and then I, I, I know Shane Belko a little bit. And he lives in Burl with the son. Excuse me, and I said, Shane, if Josh ever decides to hang it up, you're my vote. You got to do it. You know? <laughs> and he's like, Well, I'll do it if you come help me. And I'm like, Why don't you just do it? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I want to be the dad if, if my kids ever do wrestle or whatever, right, or whatever yeah. sport they are. I want to be the dad on the top of the bleachers, just just watching. You know, yes. let the coach, let the coach coach. You know, and I can be a parent. Taylor, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I love that. Um, so that brings me to my next point. You kind of you went through coaching. You did. You, you had a stop over at uh, where is it? New Ken. Yeah, New Ken for a minute. What was that like? Try to get that program up and going. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. With with a full time job and then yeah. you know, trying to recruit college kids and stuff. It, it it's a it's a 
it's tough. It's a lot. It, it's definitely not something that you can do mm-hmm. part time. Yeah. You know, then we had some, my one brother was in an accident at the time and you know, he was in a hospital for a while. So it just was probably at, at the wrong time. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. um, handed that over to a friend through the Matt factory, Francis, you know, to yeah. try to keep that going. But being a small school, they don't have any, uh, on, on campus housing and whatnot. So it's, it's tough to get a program going when you at least don't have a place for the guys to stay. Right. Yeah. Where are you going <laughs> to so, lay your head at night? Right. Right. So <laughs> that, that was tough. It probably wasn't the, you know, the best place to, to have a team, but you know, we always said, you know, I remember joking with coach Como and them mm-hmm. and, Penn State New Kent never had a team, and we got to try. Someone, someone's got to try to get it up and running because you know the more programs are, there's just the more opportunities. So yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, the, what was it? David Taylor was at uh, St. Vincent's camp with mm-hmm. with Nania and those guys, and he was just like, and he, even he knows like the depth in the Whippeal is just right. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, moving on to kind of like the next segment of our show, okay. and I'm excited to talk about this, my friend. <laughs> right. You're a ref. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? I know. It's kind of surprising, isn't right. it? Right. You know, with, with the coaching, you know, I coached a long time. And, yeah. You know, helped out Isaac and Como into the next regime of coaching, into the next one. And it's just, you know, it got to be a lot. You know, you're trying to start a family. You get married. You know, it's just like they're looking at you like you're gone Monday through Saturday. You know, practices are 5 o'clock and you know, we don't get done until seven, eight o'clock. It's, you know, just a lot, you know, and you're drenched in your job and it's just, you know, not a lot of time for anything else outside of that. And in Burl's program, you know, we don't have a summer break. You know, it's, <laughs> you get a couple of weeks and then, you know, we're in a freestyle or we're in sure. summer workouts. Sure. And it just felt like, you know, my brothers were through and just felt like it was time to take a step back and, you know, take some time to myself. Yeah. So, you know, that was maybe a year or two and, and the bug, the bug hit again. The itch of, of like I got, you know, I miss the guys. Just you, being you, on the rubber, right? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you miss, you know, talking to someone like a Josh, or you know, we're talking about Vince, or you know, like a Matt Levy over at Franklin. You know, you, you miss seeing those guys that you grew up with that, that you were seeing every week and whatnot. So, I, I don't know. I, I looked and I'm like, oh, refing. Like, let's just, let's just see what happens, you know. Right. And you know, I, I don't, I never really, really even thought about refing high school. To be honest, it was just. Let's start roughing little kids and see what happens. So that's where you got your start. You just kind of started on like the base level. Yeah, it took. There was an online test. You took it. You oh. Sign up for a chapter and you go to the meeting and you know you you kind of. I ended up butting up with uh, Greg James and yeah. Steve Davido that are, yeah. that are still roughing now and doing a great job. And you know, what was it like? I, I I'm sorry, I'm, I yeah. can't contain my excitement. Yeah, go ahead. What was it like roughing youth matches? Because oh my god, I mean. <laughs> I think every parent, every coach, anyone involved with youth wrestling should have to ref a Keystone event. Yeah. Because the the amount of garbage and trash that gets said to you oh, from from parents that think they know what they are doing right. to parents that have no idea, to, to, to some coaches that have no idea what they're doing. With you being a ref, we talked about kind of how you got your start and, and you know, you've had the bug since you've been a little kid. You're now like I go to these matches, man. I go to these tournaments. You're one of the uh, you're one of the mainstay guys in the on the Whippeal crew. Um, I feel like it's been the same guy since I've been. Some of the same guys since I've been in high school. Some of the same guys since my dad's been in high school. Uh, when my dad wrestled back in the day for freedom, um, what's it like to be kind of part of that little brotherhood of, of refs in, in the Whippeal? You know, it's 
it's different, you know. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely all do stick together because let's face it, you know, when you go to a tournament and you, you walk into the tournament, no one's like, oh, man, the refs are here. Give them a round of applause. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're probably already getting booed right. and yelled at right from the start. So, I mean, you know, we got to have each other's backs and stuff like that. And like I said earlier, man, we, we're there because, you know, we want to provide for the sport, you know, give them back to the sport. You know, we want to see, you know. I don't want, like the right guy win, you know. Yeah. We don't want to see a match come down to a, a blown call or something. At least I don't, you know. Right. You, you want to make sure the right person wins. So talk about that a little bit more. Like, uh, you know, the, you guys are part of not not just, you know, you know, not not you necessarily know you competed in it, but like the, the Dapper Dan or the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic, mm-hmm. whatever they call it, the, the Powerade. Right. The Whitfield Finals are obviously, in my opinion, is one of my most favorite events. But the the prestige and the level of wrestling in this area is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like a chip on your shoulder that, you know, you are a ref in the Whippio or it's like, Hey, I wrestled in this, you know, this is kind of like where well, I belong. I think, you know, being that I wrestled here and you know, yeah. I was successful, it does give me a little bit more than maybe somebody else that's coming in, you know, if I make a close call or something, you know, can at least lean on my background. Right, a little I mean, bit, you know, huh? you, you you wrestled forever, you know, a lot of wrestling, which isn't like a, a lot of other sports, it's a lot of feel, you know, right? It, does that feel like control or not? Or, you know, and again, you just, you know, you want to make the right call. You yeah. know, you don't want to dictate the outcome of a match. You know, yeah. every time I walk out, I'm like, you know, you're talking about doing whip your finals, you know, heck, this year I refed, uh, what, uh, Sean Taylor and, uh, and Dylan Evans, Dylan Evans regional yeah. final match. And yes. Um, I, we pull the weights and I pull 160, and all I'm thinking is, don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. All right. You know? <laughs> now you lead into it. We got to talk about what do you think, like, how, what do you make of that call in the finals and that? That's crazy. I personally, I personally actually know the ref. I ref with him at Team States. He's okay. a great guy. Okay. You know, I just think, you know, some interpretations of some rules could have, you know, I think it was a gray area. You know, would I made that call? Probably not. You know, I think I take it. I take it. Mm-hmm. I take it and let the guys decide that match, especially if you know you're going to call stalling on the bottom guy. You're an ultimate tiebreaker. I mean, if he stalls, he loses. So right. let him stall. Right. Stell made it. Start him over. That's my thing. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat the guy up too much because, like I said, you know, the last thing that guy wanted to do is yeah is you know and and he's trying to follow the rules and have I have the whole stadium come down and yeah, boo him I mean, right you know I what think, I mean you know when you're refing you know sometimes you forget of you know. When you hit someone with stalling, you know, was that the second stall? Oh crap! Yeah. I'm an ultimate tiebreaker. I just, you know, I just gave the winning point. You know, maybe yeah. you know, maybe you lost track of it. Maybe that's the call he made. You know, I don't know. I didn't talk to him about it, but right. you know, I, I think growing up, I think someone always said, "Don't put it in the ref's hands." Absolutely. You know, but yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I've had a conversation so, with Shawnee about it already. No mm-hmm. doubt. Um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting uh, perspective. It's just. Uh, you know, it, it's tough to see because, you know, then maybe that's the next thing, you know, we want to talk about. But there's definitely a shortage in refs, you know, across I mean, every you, every sport. You go to all these wrestling events, right? Yes. Would you want to ref? With no. The, right, you see how people no. whacked. As in, my you wife know. tells me that. She's like, why don't you just ref? Like, hey, this guy's coming over. Why don't you talk yeah. to him? I'm like, no desire. No offense to you. I mean, yeah, we're, we're always trying to get, you know younger guys or just get guys in general that, that want to do it you know because right. like it is a shortage and it's not the easiest thing to ref it's a lot of feel yeah you know um you gotta you gotta i don't know anyone that refs that didn't wrestle 
you know, that's one thing. Yeah. You, know, you could probably yump baseball or whatever, but yeah. like, to, to ref wrestling and not done it, it's probably impossible. Yeah. Kind of have to have that feel, right? To kind of know the flow of the match, what they're, you know, what guys are. A lot are. of anticipation of where they're going to go next. Yeah. You know, and getting in the position, you know, of, you know, knowing where they're going to go. To mm-hmm. be in that right position to make the right call. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So, the next thing I want to talk about is recently the NCAA just made a big change. And they went from two-point takedowns to three-point takedowns. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on that as a referee. Um, as a ref, I don't think it really makes any difference. Okay. You know, whatever the points are. Now, what are you holding up? Three, this three, this. Ah, uh, three like this. This three? Okay. That's like the back point three. That's okay. what I'm doing. That's what you're doing? I wouldn't be opposed to doing the old freestyle three, but I don't think we're allowed to do it okay. like that. <laughs> My hand don't work like that, so we're well, going to do the, that, the... I see some of those... Uh, the freestyle kind well, of... Well, the, the uh, uh, Sun Devil guys do that. Or yeah. The up or whatever, but... Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. So, so you don't think it really matters that big of a difference? Not, not refereeing, no. Okay. But yeah. I think it's a big difference for wrestling. It's going to impact the matches for sure. I mean, you know, I love it because I was a guy, I couldn't turn anybody. Mm. <laughs> so to get all these back points is great, but like that really wasn't a big... A couple more texts under your belt if you would add three I, points. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I wasn't a big pinner and turner or whatnot, you know, some tilts here and there, but I was a big takedown guy, you know? Yes. I always said my favorite... Uh, my favorite move on top was the optional start. Back in my day, we didn't have the option just to put them back on their feet. We had to actually do the optional start. I love that. So I said that was my favorite move on top. But uh, I like it. Um, you know, I think they're trying to get to you know more action. You know, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of matches. You know, they want to get that riding time to get that extra point to win a match that way. Well, now I think they're trying to create a little more incentive to you know what instead of riding a guy for an extra point, you know, I can let him up and take him down. A couple times, you know, you get three takedowns. It's it's nine to nine to two. Yeah, you know, and then ride them out instead of a, a six to two. You know, you let them up and you get taken down at six five or whatever. You know, it, trying to create that gap to create more offense. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So I didn't think of that that way. Just yeah. trying to create more offense. I mean, why sense. why take someone down, and let them up a couple times when at the end of the day it's six to three? That's what, yeah. Like I've always had that conversation. Yeah. That, you know, you do three takedowns and, and three lets up. And then the, the other guy goes down. He gets out and takes you down. Even and match, it's right? An even match, and you and you three. were the aggressor. Right. So what's the point? Now, I mean, I like it. You know, now you do three takedowns. You know, you're looking at nine to three. Even if he gets out, it's nine to four. He takes you down, it's still nine seven. You know, you you get out, you still got that. You know, ten seven. You got a three point gap. You know, I'm trying to. I think they're trying to. You know, promote being aggressive and scoring points. I'm not for it. In my opinion, I yeah. love that. Love that. All right. Next thing I need to talk to you about is. Excellent. So you have two young kids. We've yeah. talked about it a few times. Um, are you going to push them to wrestle? Like what? Like, and I find this interesting, right? Like, what's the best way to go about trying to get your son and or daughter to mm-hmm. wrestle? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what the best way. Is. I don't this either. Is my you first know? time through it. Me you too. Know? Like, yeah, like, I always said, if I had a boy, I'd want to talk to somebody, you know, that had a kid that was successful, like yeah. uh, you know. I know Mr. Nolf, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if I ever run into him, like, hey, how, what did you do with Jason? Yes. You know, or, you know, Dan Megalutis, you know, which, how did you bring your kid up? You know, and, and kind of get their perspective, you know, because it's a fine line of, yeah. you know, pushing your kid in, in any sport right. and, and then crossing the line. So, I mean, you can't make a kid do anything, you know. I'm around the sport. Will they be around the sport? Yes. You know, will they try it? I'm sure they'll want to try it. 
what happens after that? You know, I look at Coach Como. He's got three boys. Yep. Some of them wrestle, some of them don't. Some of them are, you know, play track and basketball, and others, you know, still wrestle. So, I mean, it's, you know, they'll be exposed to the sport. I love that girls wrestling is taking off. I mean, Incredible. it's a, it's a great avenue for for girls and women and, yes. and scholarship opportunities and getting more people wrestling. So um, they'll be around it, but you know they'll get a, a year or two and then it'll be their decision. Right. But, you know, like my parents did. Is you know you had to do something. You know, you weren't going to sit around the house and play video games. For sure. So if it's not wrestling, it'll be baseball or soccer or softball or. They'll find something. You're getting hopefully. out of the house, right? You know, yeah. Or maybe it'll be something with school or band or whatever. But you just want to, you just want to see them involved in something and interacting with, with with other people. Love that. All right, brother. Before we get to the rapid fire questions, my last question I have for you, and I ask everyone this, so I'm sure you're prepared for it. Favorite near fall or pin you've ever been a part of? You mean wrestling? My yes. my favorite move? Well, no, no, no. like. You've like pinned a dude uh-huh. near fall, or you were coaching a match and yeah. a dude pinned someone mm-hmm. to. Like a lot of times, I, I ask this question, and um, it's not necessarily like even you mm-hmm. pinning someone, or yeah. it's like someone that no one expects pinned a dude to win a duel or something like that. Well, we were talking about earlier when when Burl took third at, at mm-hmm. Team States at what oh five I think. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the, we had the Josh, Gino, my brother Jason. You mm-hmm. know, all had to win. And uh, my brother was the last match, and him pinning, pinning that kid, and, and they won the match. And I mean, everyone was just going, going, you know, going nuts. And then 08, uh, Bobby Spear was our last match against Brand, uh, Bermudian Springs in the state finals. Yes. And uh, you know, if we lost that match, we lost the duel, and and I think Bobby's shoulder popped out in, in the middle of the match too in the first period. So he was he was struggling with that, you know. Wait, they pop it back in, or they just wrestled. No, with Isaac out. popped it back in. He took an injury time, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, he ended up, you know, you know. Yeah. We knew Bobby should win that match, but with his shoulder popping out and all that, but he he ended up pinning that kid. I don't know if it was a late first period or early yeah. second period, but pinning him to win a state title, team title was just with know, a blown out shoulder. With yeah, with a popped out shoulder, you know, <laughs> it was just you know those two really stand out because yeah. you know one was my brother and it yeah. was you know the highest girl ever placed was third. You know that, that at the time that was the standard. You know 05, third place that was awesome. Yeah. You know especially beating a team Mount Pleasant for third and fourth that, that had our number back then at the beginning of the run. I don't know if a lot of people know that. What? Yeah. Before we move on to the like, I love. See, you're one of you've been one of my favorite interviews because <laughs> you're kind of a historian, man. You know yeah. a lot of guys, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of like times. What was it like? Like, and a lot of people don't know that. You know, Mount Pleasant. Certainly, you know they have Pitzers, yeah. and, and they're one of the the a good D two team. But like back in the day, I knew they were nails, right? Yeah, they. I mean, we went back and forth. Like I said, my senior year, we lost to them in a section mm-hmm. match for for the section title. We ended up wrestling in the Whippeal finals. My senior year, we lose thirty two thirty one. You know, I think half their team were state medalists. Half yeah. our team ended up being state medalists. Um, and then myself and, and Jared Shields, we graduate. Mount Pleasant had a little off year. We yeah. wrestled Southside Beaver in the finals the following year, and we beat them for Burl's first Whippeal title since 97, I think it was. Yeah. And then the following two yeah. years, Mount Pleasant again in the finals, and we lost back, you know, back-to-back years in the finals to them. And then that's the year after that, you know, Mount Pleasant, all those guys graduated. Right. They kind of right. went down. And then uh, 
Yeah, it's always it. so much. I think it was the shady side era. Then we moved into the right. shady side era with with go. We can get into the you know the Dane Johnsons and the Frank Martellotti's and the Jeff Alexander. Oh my goodness, that's that, like the, yes. the Dave Cunningham era. Where I mean, I think that team had eight state place winners. Monsters, and we beat them somehow. Yeah, but that could be another episode because that that Burl Shady side rival, you know, we we could talk days on that. And, you know, I've talked to Smitty about that. Yeah, he's, part of he's the very other side. good on the talk. Right? About, on yeah, so he was party on the other yeah. side, and it's like I find it. That's why I have so much respect for, for Burl. Before we move on, and like you know, Burl people, you guys know I love you, but um, it's like it's always a new like little regime. Like for right. years, it was you know, like you said, Mount Pleasant, mm-hmm. and then it was. Um, moved in the um, uh, Shady Side Academy. Shady Side of Academy. And then we had There was a dairy run for a dairy couple of years. With Troy yeah, Dolan. Freedom was in there. Like, you guys yeah. always have someone that's pushing you guys. Yeah. That's always like, oh, this is the next team, but they're well, not going to be Burl. And, and <laughs> it was eventually always going to come to an end. I mean, it's yeah. just, how long can you hold it off? You know, how long can you keep yes. doing it? And you know what? Even though that, that win streak, you know, came to an end, I mean, they've still been in the finals every year since 2003. I mean, that of itself is just, you know, you talk to somebody, and I don't think they quite understand it, and then I put it in terms of football. Hey, what if your high school football team played at Heinz Field yes. every year since 2003? Like, th- yes. that's how I kind of relay it to somebody else. And you think, I mean, it's we're going on, what is it, 2023? We just finished the 2023 season? Yeah, that's 20 straight years. Like, I, I put out a tweet after Burrow lost – what was it, two or three years ago, two years ago, yeah. um, I said what Burrow had, has done over the past 17 years will never be repeated, never, ever again. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable just the level of consistency yeah. that you guys produce year in and year out. And, you know, you've talked about guys like yourself, Coma, mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Isaac Greenlee, who yeah. I'm so excited to have on one day, mm-hmm. uh, Shields. Um, just give me your final wrapping thoughts on Burrow and just... You know, what's it like to just be a part of that community? I mean, it's it's a small community. You know, we're a small double-way school. But, you know, we, we've been lucky that, you know, our guys that have been successful and went off to college have been successful, yeah. have decided to stay at, in Borough and make that home and start their family there. And, you know, they love the sport of wrestling. And, you know, before Josh, you know, you had, like, you know, a Gino Lanzino and a Zach Pisano helping. And then Josh comes into the mix because he's back after Mercyhurst. And then, you know... The, the coach decides, hey, you know, I'm done and, you know, hands it over to Josh. And, you know, now Josh, I mean, look at the coaching staff at <laughs> Burrow Heads. I mean, he still has Como and Isaac and, you know, Steve Ansani came over from Valley. And, I mean, they have, you know, it's a joke. I mean, they have 10 coaches. Yeah. But, you know, you have the next head coach. If Josh decides to be done, yeah. you have the next head coach there yeah. that, that's going to run the same program. And I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, we've done the same consistent thing. The, the practice Josh is running is the same practice that, that me and Josh, because Josh is my workout partner right. in 2003. The same practice that, that we did in 2003, you know, he's still doing now. Obviously with, with the tweaks and the updates and with, with that, but I mean, it's the same thing. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Right. You know, <laughs> it doesn't look like the bro program broke. I mean, it, it's still fair. chugging along. And But also the elementary coaches are buying in and, and mm-hmm. they're listening, you know, there, there's that communication of, you know, what the high school's teaching. We're making sure the junior high is teaching, and we're making sure that the, the elementary is teaching. And, you know, when you get on that run and you, you make the finals a couple of times, then it's like the cool thing to do. Right. You know, now everyone wants to wrestle. The kids, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think the year we won a state title, I think there were 14 weight classes. I think we had 17 guys. Yeah. 
Bermudian Springs was so big they ran out of metals. <laughs> so like that's just in comparison, yes. you know. And now you know, you know, we consistently are pulling out twenty some, twenty some people, and you know, and that's you keep a program like that. You know, you got little kids that are you know watching. You got the high school kids coming down to the the little elementary yes. practice and showing state medals and and individuals and team stuff, and, and they want to stick around and be a part of that. I love that. Kind of become a little cult, you know? Yeah, dude. I'm serious. Like. It's like, so I, I talk to people, I'm like, yeah, I'm friends with this, you know, this Mark Azanowitz guy, he's from Burrow. Like, oh, Burrow, good wrestling out there. Yeah. Like, good wrestling out there. And, you know, <laughs> as, as the, the longer it went along, you know, every senior group didn't want to be the team that lost. Mm -hmm. you know, and like, that's how they stayed hungry, and it was always, you know, you know, I want to be the next team that wins, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, you know. So it just, you know, continued to pump, to, to turn out like that. Yeah, no doubt. And shout out, uh, you know, shout out Quaker Valley. Shout out to Burgettown, the Big Lottie Brothers. Um, you know, you guys were kind of the ones who stopped them the last two years. Um, but man, I just I have a lot of respect for Burrow, Burgettown, Quaker Valley, all you guys, especially uh, the Big Lottie Brothers. Man, we've talked a lot about you guys too. Not even not even on camera, but off camera. Joey and Louie, good yeah. dudes for sure. Yeah, definitely good friends of mine. You know, we go way back. Me and Louie wrestled. You know, together way back in the day, yeah. we, we were doing the trading Burrow and Burgestown shirts and wearing <laughs> a different gear back in the day and and whatnot. And it's just it's transpired, you know, through the years with with Joey and you know Josh and Gino and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. All right, on to the rapid fire segment of the show. We've kind of talked about a few of these, but let's just run through them and give me your like first mm -hmm. thought name answer anything that comes to my mind give me a sentence and we'll move on to the next one all right sounds good all right first memory of wrestling i'd probably be that plum first year tournament we talked about earlier and then uh winning that first jo state title i think we talked earlier um i was the first weight yeah they did all third place matches then they did the finals and i pinned my kids so quick they tried giving me the third place medal i i I really remember that, and I'm like, no, that I no, won, no, no, I took I'm first. Sure. Yeah, they tried giving me third, my first uh, J.O. title, so I definitely remember that. That's good stuff. All right, worst day in the sport? Nah, losing a state title. For sure. Greatest day in the sport? Winning a state title. Winning both state titles. Okay, toughest opponent ever? Toughest opponent, high school-wise, I'd probably have to say, you know, Jim Collins, Northern Lebanon. 2001 he's who beat me in the quarterfinal round he ended up winning state title that year that was the year I took fourth he was just a stud he yeah. wrestled uh here's an old name for you uh Jeff Breeze from McGuffey yes the year Jeff Breeze yes. won a title he beat this kid was in AAA that's who he beat in the finals with his Jim Collins yeah stud yeah um okay so maybe this goes together but uh do you have an arch nemesis or a rival in sport not so much in high school, you okay. know. I, I never really wrestled the same kids too many times, um, but I, in elementary, you know, it was Jeff Fafini. He he started out at Burrow and moved to Kiski. We were around the same weight, you know. AK Valley, it huh? Was, yeah, we were always, you know, back and forth. Yeah, I, actually, we weren't back and forth. He he always beat me. He was one of the kids that always, <laughs> you know, he always beat me from the time you know we were ten till like junior high, and yeah, then, yeah. then we started, you know, trading back and forth. We did wrestle, I think, twice in high school, and I think we were one on one in high school. So, very cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, toughest practice partner from from my high school, Jared Shields. The dude was funky before funky was a thing. You know, you see everyone now is funky. Yes. He, I mean, I could remember shooting in on him, and 
dude would not let me take him down. It would just be funk after funk after funk. <laughs> he taught me how to scramble. Right. That dude was scrambling before scrambling was a big thing. That's cool. And that's like, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. Like that whole, mm-hmm. when that whole started. And yeah. Very cool. Uh, all right. Um, biggest influence in the sport? You know, I didn't really follow like college wrestling or Olympic wrestling when I was growing up. You know, it was always, you know, the name Joel DeLore because he was the Burl. You know, he was a five time JO champ, you know. And it was like, well, can you get, you know, my dad always said, well, can you win another one? Can, yeah. you, can you win more than him? He was our first high school state champ. Mm. But, you know, someone in the sport, I mean, I, I look up to Coach Coma like a brother, mm. you know, like an older brother. He, you know, got me when I was in ninth grade and, you know, took me to, you know, win two state titles and really took me from that, that elementary, elementary wrestler to, you know, a high school going into college wrestler. Okay. Favorite cheap meal or meal to eat? I like to drink Coke was like my thing. I I didn't need to eat. It was like, I needed to drink something. And it was, so it was was, a Coke. It was Coke. Yeah. Not like, I just, I I needed to drink pop. Like my thing was, is I'm burning 10,000 calories a day. Okay. Like it doesn't matter what I'm eating. I'm burning it off. Right. If I'm going to drink, you don't have something that you love to eat more than I needed to, I needed to drink. See, like, Obviously, I have a few things that I love to eat. Yeah. No doubt. See, you're, you're like, you're like, I've talked to like my brother's era is mm-hmm. their Mountain Dew kids, right? That, yeah. That's the area era. So Coke was your thing? I, I just, yeah. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi. I just like, yeah. if I was going to, you know, drink a, a, a 12 ounces of water, I'd rather drink, I'm drinking 12 ounces of pop. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I never could, heard that I could go days without eating. I needed to drink something at like... A little just, sweet, little caffeine. Yeah. Little something. That's cool. That's so different. I've never heard that before. Okay. Um, favorite non-wrestling sport? I was big into hockey for a while. I love the Penguins. Big okay. Penguin fan. Had season okay. tickets for a while. Okay. So, but now... You call racing a sport? Sure. F, I've been following F1 the last couple of years. What's that about? Like, Formula I mean, that's one. pretty intense. Like, you gotta yeah, like, uh, you gotta kind of be an athlete to be in that car all day, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all in shape and whatnot. But I just been following that. It's you know, as a dad now, you don't got a lot of free time. So like, Saturday and Sunday morning they race. So it's something that I can get up and interesting. You know, get the kids fed and just hanging out. And you know, it's on at like nine or ten o'clock in the morning. Just throw it on and watch and kind of just been following. They had a Netflix series, Drive to Survive about it. Watch that. Just kind of, you know, it's kind of like my Saturday, Sunday thing. I you like know? that. Yeah. And, uh, on Saturday, Sunday morning, there is nothing on. So that might no. be, uh, might be my... Even even during football, you know, they're not on that early. So no, it's like, no. I'll record them if I'm going to miss it and I can go back and watch it. Just can't go on ESPN and see So do you results. have like a favorite driver or something? George Russell, probably. Mercedes, Look at you. Yes, Mercedes you do. guy. Nice, yeah. nice. But yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. It's something different. Okay. I like things that I was never involved in, like hockey. Can't skate to save my life. Fall flat on my face. But <laughs> it was, it's interesting, you know? Okay. That's kind of like I hope my son or daughter as they play golf or, right. or, or something that I know nothing about. So you can't even get involved, you know? Uh, I hope my son plays golf, but I definitely know a lot about it. But I just, <laughs> you know, so yeah. tough, for sure, for sure. All right, my man. Um, okay. This is the last one I have for you. And, you know, we kind of tabled it, but no, we didn't table it. What is your favorite match you've ever run? My favorite match I've ever refed. You know, I'd say probably my f- my first regional, triple A regional match between uh, 
Finn Solomon Ty Waters. No shit. That's probably probably my <laughs> that that match right there. I, I mean, that was a crazy match. Guys, go back and watch it. I mean, yes. ultimate tiebreaker, back and forth. I mean, I don't think they went out of bounds in the first period. You know, it was straight action pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Both of them were going at it. Um, you know, I thought I called a pretty good match. Um, but after that match, you know, I had a lot of people, you know, hey, that was, you know, it was a great match and you refed it pretty good. Yep. After that match, I was like, you know what? Okay, I can I can ref high school matches. I can ref high level. Because, I mean, the week later, that was a state final match. Yep, yep. And, you know, that kind of gave me some confidence of, you know, hey, I kind of know what I'm doing. I'm kind of good at it. You know, then going back to, you know, I pull another regional final match. It ends up being the state final match the week before or the week after. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. And what's funny is the the guy that won the regional match that I ref lost yeah. in the state finals both times. <laughs> <laughs> Finn, Finn beat Ty yeah. and then Ty ended up winning that match that yeah. it, it states. And then same with uh, with uh, Sean Taylor and uh, Dylan. Yeah. Reverse, you know, reverse way the other way. Yeah. Um, both West A boys. I know. Right? I, I was wondering why, you know, I have such a connection with you. But uh, thanks, man. I, you know what? I, I don't think I have anything else for you. Do you have anyone or anything or any person you want to shout out before I leave you go? Just thanks for having me on. I mean, I watch all the episodes. It's great. To, what you guys are doing for the sport, it's awesome. I love it. Keep it up. It's, you know, you what you and Kaz are doing. It's bringing more people into the sport. You know, you're kind of different angle with this one with a little yeah. elementary, high school, the refing side. You know, I yeah. think I think it's hopefully it's interesting for, for people to get it, to, to hear the other side of it sometimes. But, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. Great to be a part of this. And, you know, hopefully we can do it again some other time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of, you know... A little sneak preview. Maybe I'll have something next year. You know, maybe more than just one ref here. Maybe a couple refs, and you know, have a little conversation about how tough it is to be one of those guys. But Joe, thank you so much for hanging out with me, man. I really appreciate you just uh, 